0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Did you get the notification? No condemnation. Let me see who's been living under some condemnation. Raise your hand. The message is for you. Amen. It's the nature of man. Are you ready for your faith to be lifted? Are you ready for your faith to be lifted? Hallelujah. Well, there's many things happening today. I um I think let's minister the word of God first then we'll do all the other things afterwards. Is that okay? Can we put the word of God first? Sometimes we want to put so many things first, but let's put the word of God first so that the word can minister to us, bring light and life. Are you ready to do the declaration? Hallelujah. Can I ask that everybody will just stand to their feet? If you're visiting with us for the very first time, just follow on the overhead and make this declaration with us. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. A message that God just placed in my heart in the past week is, there's no condemnation. No condemnation. And as I was just meditating upon it, I've, I realized there are so many people that live under guilt and condemnation. Whereas Jesus said, You don't have to live under guilt and condemnation. He wants to put His peace in your heart. Jesus spoke this word and He said, I want my peace to be in you. My peace on the inside of you, when you have God's peace on the inside, everything changes. You can be calm while there's a storm going on around you. To these things I've spoken to you, that my peace may be in you. Storms on the outside, but it's peace on the inside. When you have peace on the inside, it's easy to make decisions. But when there's a storm on the inside, it's so difficult. Turn to the person next to you say, no condemnation. Tell them again, say no condemnation. Sometimes, we don't just condemn people or people condemning us. But I think the worst is when we start condemning ourselves. Oftentimes, You've had a bad day. You're trying to get it right, and now you've messed up. You've done something wrong. And because of that one thing that you've done, people label you. In the traffic, you lose your temper. Ever happened that to you? Don't raise your hand. And now a congregation member or somebody or friend sees you, and now they label you as somebody with road rage. But you just had one off day. And you start to condemn yourself because I've stopped doing that and now suddenly you've done it again. Don't let a situation or a specific event define you. But allow the word of God to define you. When you start condemning yourself, condemnation can paralyze you. Guilt and condemnation is the soil for fear to grow in. I don't want to even ask who's hard on yourself. Criticizing yourself, being hard on yourself. Inferiority complex because of guilt and condemnation. I never get it right. Nothing works out. Condemning yourself can paralyze you. Especially when you've been a hothead. Temper and you're trying to control it and now you lose it again. Don't raise your hand. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 5. I want to show you something. Turn to the person next to you, say it's going to be okay. So you're going to make it. You're going to be set free from all guilt and condemnation. John 5, verse 5. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. You know, I love it when it says a certain man. It doesn't give its name. You don't know his name, but you know God is aware of the situation. Sometimes you can be in a crowd and you think, God, do you even know that I'm here? It says a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years when Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he already had been in that condition for a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? He's in that condition for a long time, and Jesus asks him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus, standing in front of him, the answer the solution and says, Do you want to be made well? But the man has been in the state of guilt and condemnation. Nothing is working out. Every time I want to jump in and get healing, get my breakthrough, get deliverance, somebody else gets it. Jesus is standing in front of him saying, do you want me to heal you? He doesn't say yes. He answers from that place of guilt, condemnation, inferiority. Nothing works out for me. Every time when it just should happen, somebody else jumps in front of me. Jesus did not condemn him. didn't say, listen, couldn't you figure it out in 38 years? Did Jesus do that? No. He says, couldn't you just pick up on the pattern when the water gets stirred and move closer? Jesus didn't do that. Even when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. You know what's the beautiful thing about this? Jesus didn't even comment on that. When you go to the next verse, verse 8, Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. The man was trying to get into the water to get healing, whereas Jesus, the living water, wanted to get into him so that he could change his life from the inside out. No condemnation. Guilt and condemnation is not your portion. Turn to the person next to you and say, guilt and condemnation is not your portion. Amen? Let me go, t- just turn one page back to John three sixteen. All of you know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. It's the will of God for everybody to be saved, not to live under guilt and condemnation. Verse 18, He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. And this is the condemnation. Men loved darkness rather than light. You know what brings condemnation into your life? Sin. Sin. That's what brings condemnation into our lives. But Jesus did not come to condemn us. He came to remove sin. What does the enemy do? Even when you've made a mistake and you've gone to God and you said, forgive me, and you know that God has forgiven you, the enemy will remind you, Yeah, you said you were never going to do it, but you did it. And you feel condemned. Am I talking to the right people here? You've asked Jesus, forgive me, but you're still thinking about the things of the past. I'm not talking about Light on the outside. I'm talking about the light of God coming into your heart, expelling all shades of darkness, shades of condemnation. Just to think about that, that God would die for us so that we should not feel condemned. Turn to the person next to you, say, No condemnation. Tell them again, say, No condemnation. So here's the thing you know, everything that you've done the things that you're trying not to do, can you believe that Jesus died for your sin? Can you believe that He who knew no sin became sin, and every time you go to Him, He's going to forgive you? This is really the question that we have to ask. In the book of Isaiah 53, the prophet prophesied and he said, will you believe this report? Will you believe this report? That everything that brings condemnation into your life, sin, guilt, whatever, Jesus has died for it. Isaiah 53, let's go there. Verse 1. Who has believed report, And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He's saying here, can you really believe this? I want to tell you something. Many people won't believe this, but I want you to believe it. I know next week is Easter. This is a message for Easter. You can have it early. Amen? No condemnation. Verse 2. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. We know he's talking about Jesus. Will grow up as a tender plant out of the dry ground. What does the dry ground represent? The dry ground represents the law. Remember when the woman was caught in the act of adultery, what did Jesus do? He was writing into the hard ground. The law was hard. The Lord was difficult. He said he will grow up out of this law will obey it, but he will fulfill it, so that we don't have to live under the law, in the law, but we can live under grace. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely, He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Can you believe this? That Jesus died for you. This has become the basis for all answered prayer. It says, Can you believe this? That he who knew no sin became sin, so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, to be set free from guilt and condemnation. You know, as soon as you sin, the greatest mistake that people make is what Adam did. When they had sinned, they moved away from God's presence. But Jesus came to make a way so that we can remain in his presence, allowing his blood to cover us, putting your trust in the complete work upon the cross. Galatians 3 verse 13 says, Christ came to absorb the curse. Came to absorb the curse. Everybody that hangs on a tree is called cursed. Christ came to absorb that curse. So that you don't have to be away from His presence, but you can enter into His presence. Amen? So that that promise can be fulfilled of the Holy Spirit. What's the first thing you do when you make a mistake? You feel condemned. So, cannot do anything for God. All of you here are Christians. When you're at work and somebody has to pray for the food or somebody has to open with prayer, what do you say? I'll do it? Or does your heart condemn you and you say, no, He'll pray? She'll pray. Don't raise your hand, you know, immediately now. Was your heart condemning? You say, no, I cannot pray. Turn to the person next to you say, no condemnation. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have to believe it. This righteousness is not self righteousness, but it's a righteousness when you believe that he who knew no sin became sin, so that we who were never righteous can become righteous. It's difficult in our minds to comprehend this that he who is pure, he who is holy, he who has never sinned, never made a mistake, who's the righteousness of God, the beauty of heaven, would leave that holiness, that beauty, that perfection and come to an earth where there was sin. Not only that, he became a man so that he can feel what you are feeling. And in that, he brought a solution so that you don't have to live any, under any guilt or condemnation. Turn to the person next to you say, no guilt, no condemnation. To be set free from guilt and condemnation, you have to believe what Jesus did on the cross as we are entering into a season of celebrating Easter. Ask yourself, am I living under guilt and condemnation? Because this is why Christ came. He died for our sin, to remove guilt and condemnation. Romans 5, just go there quickly, Romans 5. Verse 6, for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. Saying when you hated Him, when God was your enemy, when you wanted nothing to do with Him, He reconciled himself to us through what he did on the cross. Dying for our sin so that you don't have to live under guilt and condemnation. Can I have one amen, please? (laughs) That's good news. Turn to the person next to you and say, no condemnation. We think what I'm going through, the mistake that I'm making that you, the isolated case, battling with that thing. And when the enemy can isolate you, he can condemn you. The Holy Spirit will never condemn you. The Holy Spirit will convict you. It's the devil that will condemn you. So when you feel condemned, you know it's the voice of the devil. Amen? When you feel condemned, it's the voice of the devil. You're listening to the enemy telling you that you are worthless telling you that you're a sinner, that you're making mistakes, that God can never love you, God will never help you. But while you were his enemy, he reconciled himself to you. Jesus himself in John 16, he said, when the helper, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict you of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Because of sin, because they don't believe. So the Holy Spirit is here to convict every person that when they accept that Jesus has died on the cross for their sins, they don't have to live under condemnation anymore. If you don't believe it, judgment will come one day. Can you see here? People will not go to hell one day because of sin. Because Christ has dealt with sin. Sin because they don't believe what Jesus did on the cross for them. That's why when you make a mistake, the devil will condemn you. Yeah, you've done it again. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Just go to the Father and make right. 1 John 2, 1. The Bible says we have an advocate. It says, when you make a mistake, when you sin, don't worry. It's not the end of the world. The person representing you, the advocate is Jesus Christ himself. He is righteous. He's standing before a righteous father. Your righteousness is not coming from what you've done, but he who knew no sin became sin so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when you believe that Jesus died for you, even when you make a mistake, you can hold your position in righteousness because you're turning to him and saying, Lord, forgive me. 1 John 1.9, he is faithful and just. When we confess our sins, he disconnects us from the unrighteousness. So can you see the need when you make a mistake to get rid of that condemnation, the guilt? Just confess Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Amen? Turn to the person next to you say, there's hope. Tell them again, say there's hope to be set free from guilt and condemnation. All you have to do, you have to believe. Family, the question you have to answer is whose report will you believe? Will you believe the report of all the mistakes that you've made? Or will you believe the report of what Jesus says about you, that he's died for every mistake that you will make? So when you make a mistake, you just turn to him. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. But when there's pride in our hearts, it's difficult to say, sorry, I didn't do anything wrong. We live in a society today where people want to have a debate about is something wrong or not wrong. When the Holy Spirit convicts you, just say sorry. Amen. So many things. Is this right? Is this? You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that will convict you if something's not right. I almost want to say, sometimes when we come and we say, is this wrong? We never said it's wrong. But if you're saying, is this wrong, why are you saying it? Is it maybe the Holy Spirit convicting you, saying this is wrong? Convicting you of sin so that you should turn from those things? Amen? The Holy Spirit will come and convict us of sin, of righteousness. Why of righteousness? Because when you become the righteousness of God, you can enter into the holy of holies. No condemnation, no guilt. Ask yourself this question. At work, are you condemning people? Are you criticizing people? Are you complaining the whole time? If you are condemning people, you should look on the inside and ask yourself, am I feeling condemned that I condemn? Because when you've been set free, there's no condemnation. Amen. Amen. If I've been set free from condemnation, I will not condemn anybody. I will not criticize. But the Holy Spirit will convict me and lead me so I show a more excellent way. Can you see the need to be born again? Can you see the need to walk with the Holy Spirit? To listen to that conviction on the inside? Many times, even when you've done something that was wrong or you went to a place you shouldn't have gone, when you think back, You can acknowledge that the Holy Spirit convicted you. Don't go there. Stay away from that. Amen? Don't feel condemned now. Say, thank you, Holy Spirit, that I could hear your voice. Now you know it. So next time when you have that conviction, let the Holy Spirit lead you. Amen? No condemnation, no guilt. I'm not saying go on sinning, loving darkness, and saying I don't have any guilt and condemnation. I'm not saying that. If you love the light, you'll walk in the light. Amen? And that light will expel all shades of darkness. We want that righteousness of God to manifest in every area of our lives. We're going to make mistakes. But when we make a mistake, we hold our position in Christ Jesus, and we are quick to run to him and say, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Remember King David, when he had sinned, he dropped his king's cloak, said, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. And the Lord restored him. And we don't think about David as an adulterer and a murderer, but we know that he's the psalmist that loved God. He's the apple of God's eye because he was restored back into that relationship with the Lord. Amen? Don't let your situation, your circumstances, your mistakes of the past cause those things to be your identity, but be clothed with Christ and His righteousness. Put the things of the past behind you so that you don't live in guilt and condemnation, but live in what God has got for you. Amen. I'm going to take the last few minutes and share something that's really going to bless you and help you in your confidence towards God when you have to pray. 1 John 3, the Amplified Bible. Paul said in Galatians 2 verse 2, the solution... To not live under guilt and condemnation, I have to crucify this flesh. I said I'm being crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But the life that I'm living now, I'm living by the Holy Spirit. That peace here on the inside, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's how I'm living it. Amen. Who of you sometimes, when they ask who will pray at work, you say he'll pray, he'll pray. You're doing that because you feel condemned. But when you know what God has done, you'll say, I'll pray, I'll pray, I'll pray. Amen? 1 John 3, verse 19. I'm reading from the Amplified. By this we shall come to know, perceive, recognize, and understand that we are of the truth and can reassure, quiet, conciliate, and pacify our hearts in His presence. Whenever our hearts in tormenting self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us, I mean, the Amplified has just got such a way to describe how your heart can sometimes feel. Whenever our hearts in tormenting self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us, for we are in God's hands, for He is above and greater than our consciences, our hearts. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is greater than your heart. And he knows, perceives, and understands everything. Nothing is hidden from him. And, beloved, if our consciences, our hearts do not accuse us, if they do not make us feel guilty and condemn us, we have confidence, complete assurance, and boldness before God. And we receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders, observe his suggestions and injunctions, follow his plan for us, and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. And this is his order, his command, his injunction that we should believe in, put our faith and trust in, adhere to, and rely on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. What is he saying here? He's saying, you know, when you get to a place where your heart wants to condemn you, when you don't have peace, you feel guilty, you feel shame, you feel this turmoil here. says remember God is greater than your heart and he knows all things he knows exactly what you've done but he also knows that Jesus Christ died on the cross for that thing that's causing the turmoil in your heart says I want you to believe rather in what God has done on the cross than what you're feeling in your heart the condemnation says believe in what Jesus has done whose report will you believe I've made a mistake now again. Are you the man sitting there next to the pool of Bethesda, 38 years? What can I do for you, Lord? Nothing is working out. Every time I think I'm going to get the breakthrough, somebody jumps in front of me. Every time I think I'm going to get the healing, God heals somebody else. It says that heart that's condemning you where you're answering from a place of condemnation, believe that God is greater than your heart. Believe that God is aware of what you have been going through, but more than that, what Jesus has done on the cross for you so that you can have your healing, your breakthrough, your deliverance. Verse 24: All who keep his commandments, who obey his orders and follow his plan, live and continue to live, to stay and abide in him and he in them. They let Christ become a home to them and they are the home of Christ. And by this we know and understand and have the proof that He really lives and makes His home in us by the Holy Spirit whom He gave to us. That Holy Spirit convicting you is to remind you that Jesus lives on the inside of you. That Holy Spirit's presence when you're worshiping Him is to remind you that God has made a way by the blood of Jesus for you to be in His presence. Amen? Believe the greater report. Believe the report that Jesus died on the cross for you and me. Whatever you are trusting God for, whatever you are praying for, what Jesus did on the cross has become the basis for all answered prayer. By his stripes, we are healed. You don't have to live under any guilt or condemnation. So I've said all these things to come to this last scripture that all of you know so well. Romans 8 Verse 1. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can you see to keep your position in Christ Jesus? How important is that? Let me read Romans 8, verse 1. I'm reading from the amplified. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, if you've got an amplified Bible, you'll see the next part who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. You'll see those are italic letters because it was added later on. The truth is when you read that scripture, it only says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you believe in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. When you have no condemnation, you'll stop doing things that will bring condemnation because you are being led by the Holy Spirit. Let's go to verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and of death. Verse 3 For God has done what the law could not do. You try and live under the law, you try and do everything perfect, but yet there's still condemnation because when the law came, sin revived and we all died. We felt condemned. When we have to obey the Ten Commandments, we feel condemned. I remember when we just started the church. I had the Ten Commandments up in my office. Had them up there to read them. And every time I would read them, I would feel so condemned. Because when the law came, sin revived and I died. I I would read them and think, how am I ever going to get it right? But we're not under the law. We are under grace. Christ came to fulfill the law, not to live under the law. He never broke the law. He fulfilled the law. The law is the perfect husband that will always tell you, What you're doing wrong. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But he can never show you how to do it right. Jesus is that perfect husband that has come to say, let me help you. Let me lead you by the Holy Spirit. When you make a mistake, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to show you a more excellent way. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to condemn you. But believe in my ways. Amen? Verse 3. For God has done what the law could not do. It's power being weakened by the flesh. The entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit. So if you try and live a victorious life without the Holy Spirit, you're going to fail. That's why Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until you've received power. So that God can empower us for Christian ministry. For Christian service. Sending his own son in the guise of sinful flesh... And as an offering for sin, God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power over all who accept that sacrifice. Family, can you believe this morning that Christ has died for you? That he's disconnected you from guilt and condemnation? When you can believe that, you can start to live a life without guilt and condemnation. Where the peace of God will rule and reign in your heart. Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulations. You'll have difficulties. But in all of that, my peace will be in your heart. When you believe, you'll overcome every situation. When you live a life without guilt and condemnation, you can have confidence when you have to pray. You can have confidence when you have to approach the Father, knowing that He is faithful and just to answer every prayer knowing that He's faithful and just to allow you to come close to Him because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. Turn to the person next to you and say, no guilt, no condemnation. Siela, precious Father, wash the guilt and condemnation away by your precious blood. Let your blood speak. Let your mercy speak. Let faith Arise in the hearts of your people to believe the report of the prophet Isaiah, that one would come that would die for us. Sacrifice himself on the cross. Thank you for that, O Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. That when we accept the sacrifice, we can rule over sin, O Father. That Jesus came in the flesh, condemned sin, subdued it, overcame it, and we can have that victorious living when we accept what Jesus has done on the cross. We thank you for that. We bless you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, the decision that you have to make is to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to believe that he died for you and that he is alive. I want everybody right now to put their right hand on their heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray this prayer aloud after me. Say, precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me, O Lord, from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth, and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. O Holy Spirit, help me deliver holy life well-pleasing in your sight. I am now child of the Most High God in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, your sins are forgiven. You are disconnected from your past. Don't talk about your past anymore. Past is a place of Egypt, guilt, condemnation, bondage. But God has taken you out of Egypt into the promised land. Amen. When they accepted the blood, salvation was theirs. Amen. I want to encourage you to get involved in a living church. If you're from around here, we want to take responsibility. We actually have to take responsibility because of that new birth so that you can grow in the things of the Lord from glory to glory and strength to strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Has your faith been lifted? Turn to the person that you say, no guilt, no condemnation. I believe heaven's report. I believe heaven's report. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.